all over Seton Hall's campus, we've heard about the basketball teams or soccer or baseball, but there has been one team that has been very successful on this campus over the past year. And this team is also a championship winning team. And of course, I'm talking about Seton Hall's esports team. They are currently the Big East champions of the ESL collegiate spring season. And we have a member of that championship winning team here, Jacob Black. So Jacob, first and foremost, how are you doing? I'm doing great, man. No complaints here. <laughs> did, I, did I give you uh, enough credit in that intro? Oh, more than enough, trust me. <laughs> <laughs> so to, to get this interview, you know, flowing, first and foremost, I have to ask you, you know, where are you from and how did you end up at Seton Hall? Well, it's a bit of a long story, but I'll give you the, the, dir the, the director's cut, so to say. I guess that's usually longer, but I'll give you the, the condensed <laughs> version. Um, I'm from uh, New Jersey in Monmouth County. Um, I started off at a community college called Brookdale. Uh, graduated two years there. Um, had a bunch of friends who, one of my best friends went to Seton Hall, and it was kind of a backup school for me. Um, didn't get into my other schools. The one school I did get into didn't accept my credits, so I ended up at Seton Hall, uh, living with one of my best friends. And uh, my best friend just so happens to be also the manager and one of the founders of this esports program. Uh, his name's Christian Cardiello. And um, yeah, he's, he's, he's kind of how I ended up at Seton Hall a little bit. So... I guess touching on that video game part of it a little bit, you know, when did you first develop that passion for video games and when did you realize that you could take it to a competitive level? Wow. Um, well, as a kid, I've always been playing games. I, I think there's so much fun. I think that uh, I'm a big fan of like strategy games and I really gets my mind working. Like I, 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 I've played chess every day for the past like four years. I just like things that really get me thinking. Right. Um, and specifically with League of Legends, I've been playing since beta, which came out 11 years ago. So I've been playing the game for 11 years, and it's been a major part of my life. And I'm also a big sports fanatic, too. So uh, between playing basketball or football or baseball, then going home, uh, then playing more video games, and just I just wanted that competitive edge. And I think uh, a competitive scene is what makes me a better um, player in, in any sport. So to talk about your best friend, I mean, I, I feel like he, he was definitely probably the one that kind of got you to the Esports League um, at Seton Hall. So can you touch on, you know, how that transition was and how he kind of brought you into that? Sure. I mean, um, just because he was my best friend doesn't mean I had a free, um, <laughs> free pass onto the team. Um, just like any uh, team, whether it be basketball or anything, there are tryouts and the team itself does do scouting and it also does recruiting and you can also try to walk on. Um, my friend knew I played the game. I actually had introduced him to the game when we were much younger because uh, we're also from the same hometown. I forgot to mention. Um, so he was like, Hey, I'm, would you be interested in trying out for the league of legends team? And I was like, yeah, sure. Why not? You know um, yeah, I was playing league so much at the time. I thought, you know, couldn't hurt. And then I uh, ended up trying out and uh, making the team. My, uh, junior year my first uh, semester at Seton Hall so talk a little bit more about that progression starting off you know as you know starting off in the league and then working up to the position that you were to be able to be a starter on the team yeah well just like oh god yeah it's it's tough <laughs> just like any sport it, it, practice makes perfect and if I told you how many hours I had in this game 
you you'd be thinking I could do so much more with it with my time. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, 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 you know, whenever I had free time, whenever I was done with homework or, or just wanted to relax, you know, I'd hop into a game and I practice and, um, you know, anything that you do for 11 plus years, it, um, I kind of relate it when I explain to my parents about the game, I tell them it's like riding a bike to me, uh, at this point, cause I've been doing it for so long, you know, it's just one of those things. And, um, yeah, I just put in the time and then, you know, there's, there's various positions in the game you could try out for. And I, you know, I tried out for one of the positions and I, and I was uh, very lucky to make it. So just can you talk a little bit more about that practice? Cause of course, Seton Hall had that new facility in. And if yes. I remember correctly, I think there is actual practice hours for League of Legends. Yes, so you guys can play as a team. So can you just talk a little bit more about those practices kind of leading up to a game? Sure. I mean, just to give you a little insight on just my experience uh, within the Seton Hall scene, uh, junior year, made the team, played for the team the fall and spring semester. Uh, then that summer, I was actually planning on taking a break from the game because it had been 10 years at that point. And they had, during the summer, they had a team uh, with some incoming freshmen and they were, they were practicing and everything was great. And they called me up and they said, hey, one of our players isn't working out. Would you be able to fill in to, for a different position? Um, and I said, yes. And whenever, like, it's, it's, it was almost like, uh, like in basketball, you have centers, you have power forwards, you got point guards, and they all have their own little niche roles within the game and they all have their own jobs to do. And it's very similar to, to League of Legends. Everyone has a job to do. And the positions I had been playing for the team, mid lane and ADC, uh, AD carry, um, they, uh, you know, they're more of a carry-oriented role. They, they do a lot of the heavy lifting. Um, but they wanted me to try out for the support role. So I said yes, and I spent many hours uh, practicing that specific role. Uh, then uh, going into that uh, 20, uh, 2019 fall semester, um, the gaming room itself was beginning to take shape. They were beginning construction on it. Uh, then we actually got full access to it at the end of the fall semester or the beginning of the spring semester beginning of the spring semester and then uh yeah i mean for the out practice hours it, it's a lot like any other d1 sport i mean it's funny it's i always uh laugh calling an esport a d1 sport but i i definitely consider myself during that time in a d1 athlete i mean i i was spending upwards of like over at least 36 hours 48 hours a week just playing that game. Um, and it doesn't seem like much, but uh, that's not including we, um, that's not including just uh, bonding with the team or researching the game or even there's VOD reviews. There's VOD reviews in this game, just like there are in football or basketball. You got to research the people you're playing against. Um, yeah, and, and when it came down to just playing in the gaming room, we had set hours. You had to be there. If you weren't there, you got on probation. You weren't allowed on the team. You weren't allowed to practice in there. Um, yeah, it was it's it was very serious. So now let's touch a little bit more on this season. So in the regular season, uh, if I saw it correctly, I think you started off three and four or something like that to start off the regular season and was able to get your way into uh, that fourth seed to be able to play in the playoffs. So how was it? you know, starting off off that on the wrong foot to 
for lack of better terms, and then being able to kind of work your way and get into the playoffs? Uh, well, the start of the season for us was very interesting. Um, we won the first three or four games. We were at full strength. We felt great. We we're in the gaming room. We, were, we, had, a, we had momentum. And then we had spring break. Um, compared to other teams, our spring break was uh, the first to happen. We had a very early spring break for Seton Hall um, compared to some other Big East schools. And, like, they had to start playing games. The team had to start playing games with subs. Like, I was in Spain for a week. Um, our jungler, Ryan, was in Canada for a week just because we, we had plans and, you know, we just weren't able to play. So uh, we got back from spring break and then the coronavirus outbreak hit. Um, so we were kind of disappointed with the season. We, we were like three and four or four and four. And we were like, we were kind of mad because, you know, we weren't playing uh, at full strength and we kind of got screwed over a little with the um, spring break. So they had canceled the season for a little bit. Uh, then they messaged all the teams and, and they were able to bring it back. And when they brought it back, we were very confident that we could um, win out pretty much the rest of the season and, and get in a playoff spot. So going into the playoffs now, you were the fourth seed. Villanova was the three seed. Um, and both of you guys advanced having the two lower seeds. So that must have been a very interesting situation to, to have that the two lower seeds were the ones that are able to advance to the championship. Yeah. Yeah, well, the one seed was St. John's, and they played very well throughout the season, but they had lost a player due to coronavirus. Um, but I thought they were still a very strong team that we played. Um, the, the issue that they had, I actually watched one of their interviews with ESL, is that they said they really didn't know what to do against us. And, and I think that was one of our big things uh, going into is we could do so much during the game. We could do so many different things. Um, and Villanova beating DePaul, I always, in my mind, I think DePaul is one of the top teams in Big East. I would say they're one, two with us. Um, them losing to Villanova in a three game uh, series was extremely surprising. Um, and then it, it was kind of funny when, uh, when we saw who we were going to play in the finals, which was Nova, everyone kind of breathed a sigh of relief because we kind of wanted this. We really wanted to beat Nova, you know, they're our rivals. Um, and uh, yeah, after we lost the first game in the finals is a best of five and Morale was low. And then uh, we reversed sweep them, so to say, and we won uh, three straight to uh, take the championship. So, I mean, you kind of touched on it, and it was one of the questions that I did have. But oh. beating Villanova had to feel good, didn't it? Oh, I mean, uh, it, it's, it's kind of interesting. Within the whole um, Big East community, ESL collegiate community, all, everyone's so nice. They're, they're, the players are great. But then Villanova has, has a lot of trash talk. They're the only team that has trash talk in the entire uh, tournament. Um, so they're always kind of the team to beat. And, 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 you know, it always feels good to beat a trash talker. <laughs> so <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what I expected. I felt like St. John's would probably be the team that would trash talk a little bit more. But really? to hear that Villanova is the yeah. one that really comes across. And actually, now that I'm thinking about it, it's, it's expected a little bit. So, you know, not saying that Villanova players are bad people. They just <laughs> – they just, they're just very confident in their gameplay and they're very confident they want to win. And, and that's all right. But, you know, uh, we try not to do any trash talking. And I mean, at the end of the day, the, the play is really what matters and you're exactly. able to get the, like the Big sport. East Championship. So after winning the Big East Championship, and I think last year was kind of like this, it's similar to basketball where you win, you know, the conference championship and then you go into like a national tournament, right? Yeah. Unfortunately for the League of Legends, um, 
when you get when you win Big East or you place first or second, uh, you get into the uh, countrywide tournament, nationwide tournament, where you play other teams like Big Ten teams, SEC teams, everything. Um, unfortunately, due to the coronavirus, they decided to not do that. But luckily for us, um, the scholarship money was divided between each of the um, each of the um, groups, like Big East, uh, Big Ten. So everyone got their own portion, and then they played for it, and that's what the uh, championship was for. So essentially, it was, it was, the championship was for a cut of the money. So if another team in the Big East would have won, then they would have had a cut of the money. Yeah, yeah. Only only first place got a cut. Um, so we're very fortunate. Uh, everybody in our program uh, is getting a little bit of scholarship money for playing a video game, which is awesome. And, and it for a couple of our guys, it really does help. So now touching on the outreach that happened with it of course you had the gaming lab but you also was featured um on the Seton Hall magazine the front yes. page so how was it for your team to kind of now get a lot of this acknowledgement with you know the team yeah well it's it was always Christian's goal originally when he was a freshman at Seton Hall he envisioned this Victor our student uh advisor that one of the faculty members uh, he always envisioned this even when he was a student at Seton Hall. And and through their hard work, we got to this point where we have a gaming room and we have support from the school. And, and we have this whole program that we can build off of. And I'm a senior, unfortunately, so I won't be able to have a part of the gaming room anymore or anything like that. Um, but it feels really good to, 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 I mean, the Rocket League had won a uh, Big East championship as well. But it feels good for us to, to win a Big East championship, stake a claim, uh, within the Big East and, and show the school that this is, um, you know, this is the future. This is, you know, a competitive scene where, where millions and millions of people watch. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's a force to be reckoned with. Now, I do want to ask a couple of questions about you, the student. But before I do that, I feel like I would be remiss if I didn't talk about your gaming name. So you go by Numgums when you do play League of Legends. And I need <laughs> to know the history behind that name. Um. So it actually goes back to when I started playing the game. My original name for the first 10 years of the game, actually I had this a previous name at Seton Hall. I, my name was Nummy Warrior, uh, N-U-M-M-Y Warrior. Uh, and I came up with that when I was a kid, when I was 10 years old, starting playing this game. Uh, I had a blanket, like a, like a childhood blanket, and its name was Nummy. So as a kid, put Warrior after it, we got a name. Makes um, everything just seem cooler. <laughs> exactly. Put anything after it. Uh, but uh, this past uh, season, um, I just felt like it was time for a name change. And I thought, uh, you know, for the ESL announcers, I think a short, sweet name is, is easy to say and can pop up a lot when, they're, when a stream's happening. So I thought of Numgums. I shortened it. I, I made it a little cute. Uh, then uh, people started calling me Numguns because I flexed on a couple ESL streams. Uh, then, uh, yeah, the, the nickname kind of just took off. <laughs> so now, I mean, honestly, I don't, I don't know what I expected from a story, but that is about as good of a story <laughs> as yeah, I yeah. could have imagined. So yeah. now, Jacob, the student, like you said, you're gradu or you graduated, excuse me, yeah. uh, from Seton Hall. What degree did you get? Uh, I have a bachelor's degree in environmental studies with a focus in environmental policy. So what are a couple of things that you wish to do with that degree? Oh, boy. I mean, the number one goal, right, is to, to help the environment. Um, there's so many different ways I could do that with this, with this degree. 
Um, I could even go back to school and get a, and, and become an environmental lawyer if I wanted to. Not that that's in my future at the moment, but um, right now I'm looking at, well, it's hard to get a job in this uh, economy at the moment, but uh, at the moment, you know, there's so many options. I could go into private industry. I, I could work for an environmental uh, department in like a power company, you know, trying to make them as efficient as possible. Um, I could go into some supply chain things. I could go into nonprofit work. I'm really anything right now. Um, I'm just kind of waiting for the craziness of the world to die down before I make any final decisions. <laughs> so outside of esports, and I mean, you talked about a lot of hours that you put in it, but I'm pretty sure you had, you know, some hours to have to yourself. What are some other things that you did um, on campus or during your free time? Oh boy. Big things on campus was I was a uh, part of a fraternity. Um, I'm part of a uh, Phi Delta Theta. Um, I, I joined the fraternity of my second semester at Seton Hall just because I was friends with so many of the guys there and they do such great community work and we raised so much money for, uh, for ALS, for Lou Gehrig's disease. And, and, and I just wanted to help the community. How, uh, I wanted a guiding hand to help the community and that's what the fraternity was for me. Uh, I also um, you know, went to the gym a lot. I was always on the basketball courts in the gym. I think I was there almost every day if I wasn't playing or doing homework. Um, and other than that, I just had an apartment uh, off campus and I just kind of, you know, try not to do too much. Uh, you know, I try to keep my uh, my hobbies to a minimum. <laughs> um, I guess just a couple of final questions. Where do you see esports going in the future? Because we've seen over the past five years that it's exploded in the terms of how marketable it is. So how do you see it coming, you know, five years down the line? Well, it's a, it's kind of a two-faced question. I think esports in general, I think it's going to take off. And I, I think it's going to take off specifically because like if you look at professional League of Legends or if you look at professional Dota 2 or, or CSGO or Rocket League, there are, there are players making millions of dollars playing video games. And, and you know, and I mean, that, there's a lot of pressure on that. They're the face of the company. They have all these sponsors, right? But uh, another, um, you know, side of that is the gaming industry or, or the game industry needs to create uh, more and more competitive games for people to play in. And for, and I, there's a balance between making a competitive game that people want to watch and making a competitive game that people want to play professionally. Um, I think League of Legends does a great job with that. So does Rocket League. Um, Rocket League, for, inst for instance, is just soccer, but with flying cars, right? It's very easy to understand. You're just trying to score a goal. Um, League of Legends, obviously a little more in-depth of a game, so much more going on, so many little intricacies, so many different characters. Um, but people love playing it in their free time and, and playing it with friends. And I think that's really important, just playing with friends. And, um, and yeah, I mean, I think the, I think the industry is going to take off. I, it's, it's, really, it's really anyone's guess at this point. So now final question. Do you have anything that you would like to add in this? Um... Gosh, well, I'd like to shout out, uh, shout out everyone who watches me play uh, a video game uh, semi-professionally. It's insane that you know I have friends and family to, that that support me and watch me and are trying to learn what I do. Um, just uh, if you're thinking about getting into the esports scene, if you're from Seton Hall, uh, go check out Gaming Sector. You know, make yourself known. Don't be afraid to make go out there and make friends. You know. It's, it's so much fun to play video games and it's even more fun uh, to play with uh, your friends. 
Well, Jacob, once again, I'd like to thank you for coming in and doing this interview. I know it's we're doing it through Zoom, but we're able <laughs> we're able to at least get it done. And I wish you nothing but the best. Of course. Thank you so much, man. Well, and again, thank you to everybody who listened. Make sure you follow our social media at WSU Sports on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. I mean, Jacob, do you have any social media you want to shout out? Oh, oh, sure. Yeah. Uh, my Twitter is uh, at numgums. My Instagram is Jake. Oh, follow my, my eating Instagram. Jacob eats food 27. I just eat food like a sloppy, sloppy maniac. Do that. <laughs> And make sure you also follow the esports club, uh, SHU underscore esports, right? Yeah, yeah. Follow I'm glad I got you. it off the top of my head. <laughs> but I'm once again, I don't know if I could. <laughs> <laughs> I had to make sure I did my research for this. But yes, once sir. again, thank you for everything and make sure you keep up to date with more stuff.